You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. I'm in conversation with uh, Billy Bain, an Aboriginal man born and raised in Sydney's northern beaches. And Billy is joining us today to talk about his uh, solo exhibition, Being Manly in Manly. It's his first major solo exhibition. And this exhibition is about challenging the colonial story of uh, Manly, especially the narrative about the manliness of the iconic beachside suburb. Welcome to NITV Radio, Billy. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, Billy, you're launching this exhibition this week, March 25, and I believe it will be running till mid-June. Its premise is the deconstruction of the history of Manly, a kind of a challenge. I suppose it is. I mean, it's something that I haven't really seen in our area. Is, uh, many ex- many exhibitions that sort of, I guess, challenge this, uh, I guess, the cultural narrative of the area, especially from an Indigenous perspective. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Again, uh, modern-day Manly portrays itself as an iconic waterfront suburb, famous for its beach culture, serving, and its masculinity is more associated with these stereotypes. But you're about to deconstruct it. What led you to this approach? I mean, I grew up here, so I was very heavily involved in, I suppose, surf culture mostly. I grew up uh, competing semi-professionally as a surfer. So I've always been sort of surrounded by these um, extremely masculine cultures. I grew up playing football as well. And uh, one thing I noticed, particularly in our area, is there's not a whole lot of Indigenous representation. And um, growing up as an Indigenous person, I always didn't feel left out, but I always felt like, you know, it was, uh, you know, a little bit out of place, I suppose, because everyone around me was, I guess, white. Uh, when I went to university, I started looking into these into these cultures and just just sort of the history of them. And a lot of them were kind of were based in these really colonial rituals, particularly uh, surf life-saving, which I, I grew up doing as well, which, um, you know, it's, it's, got, it's got this super colonial and almost militant sort of uh, rituals involved in it. And I, I just really wanted to uh, challenge them but just play around with, you know, the ideas that, that they were built on. Again, coming back to Manly, it's this place that most people, especially tourists, and people who don't live there will visit uh, by ferry and enjoy the spectacular view as they approach. Then uh, the place opens up to a beautiful waterfront with its entertainment hub, culture, beach going, surfing, and uh, sports, uh, NRL, then drinking, dining, and partying hard come the night. Its uh, image is built around this particular narrative. Uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of it is sort of challenging that that I suppose white heteronormative masculine culture that Manly has. Just sort of uh, implying that there is a presence there, or there was a culture that came to sit, you know, sixty thousand odd years before that. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm in a lot of the works. I am really just subverting those narratives, just cheekily, you know, a bit of humour. You know, taking these popular iconographies like the surfer or the surf lifesaver, the football player, the even down to like uh, the posters that are uh, sort of a jaw on the walls outside of you know the Stain Hotel and things like that. And I'm actually, you know, just cheekily sort of replacing them with Indigenous figures and just implying that there, yeah, there is a presence and there, there you know, the, pre- the presence is still there. There is still Indigenous people in the area, and you know, maybe sometimes that culture. You know, it's not necessarily defined by 
you know, the original people that were there, and it may not may not even really represent them that well. But you know, Manly is a beautiful place. I love growing up there. Um, I actually, you know, I lived there for probably the first five years of my life, then moved about half an hour up the road. But you know, it's it's always been a place that I've held dear, but always felt this, you know, this funny little disconnect. Yeah, and uh, you start your exhibition looking at the name itself, a name that uh, stems from uh, Captain Cook himself. Is it Captain Co Captain Arthur Philip actually? Captain Arthur, Arthur Philip, yeah. Yeah, after he, after actually what he observed, the masculinity of the people that he found there. Yeah, so a lot of yeah. I mean, the the name when you think about it like that, it really speaks for itself. It's being manly. It's like really comes down to this fundamental uh, sort of naming of the area, which was after the first people. Um, you know their masculinity, their strength. So I'm, I'm really, I'm just tying everything back to that, playing yeah. around with those ideas. Yeah. Um, Are you yeah. yourself um, a descendant of uh, the Yemagal people? I'm a, I'm a Darug man, so I'm, I'm actually Northwest Sydney. So that's yeah. I, I, my family have lived around the Northern Beaches for you know a fair few generations. So it's something that I grew up around. It's more something that I've, I've observed. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that for me it was it's pretty real. Like I grew up around here, and there wasn't a whole lot of, I suppose, a whole lot of indigenous people that I knew. And I just, I just, I didn't really know how to relate to the area, or you know, in in that capacity. As far as connecting with any sort of traditional culture, it's been it's been quite a difficult yeah. uh, journey for me living here. Yeah, and and that's the striking thing. That what I describe is what I see. We don't see anything. Uh, hardly anything that uh, actually relates to First Nations people. When you see the iconography, the lifestyle, uh, there's hardly any. I didn't even see. I don't even remember. I've been there so many times, but I don't even remember seeing something that uh, can connect back to First Nations people. A lot of people just don't know about the history here. It's, it really has been. I suppose it's so close to, you know, Sydney. I guess the first people that were really affected by colonization and it's just got hammered. You know, it really is important to be able to tell these stories, or at least you know, really drum in that there was <laughs> there was a very thriving, strong culture here. You know, yeah, not not just here, but Sydney, Sydney wide, and in all urban sort of urban centres, I suppose that there really there really is a, a long history. Yeah, and uh, now tell us about uh, the exhibition itself. What will it uh, comprise of, and uh, what uh, pieces will you be exhibiting? So this this is my uh, second solo show, but it's my first solo show with a public gallery. I'm, I'm actually really excited to... I've been building some uh, larger-scale installation works, um, primarily out of uh, ceramic sculpture, so they're, they're, I've got a lot more freedom with what I can work on in this show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my, they're mostly larger installations. Uh, I, yeah, I work with ceramics a lot, um, or have been the past couple of years, and then... I've done a couple of large paintings as well, so... Okay. Yeah. And, and this is an exhibition that's actually welcomed by uh, the Northern Beaches Mayor, Michael Reagan, who says that uh, this is a playful and thought-provoking exhibition exploring one man's identity as an Aboriginal person and uh, manly local, while providing an opportunity for us to reflect on our local histories and cultural identities. Uh, this is really actually praising uh, the initiative. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty progressive. Like uh, I'm really excited. I'm uh, very happy that Catherine Roberts, the curator, one of the curators at Meliak Gallery, uh, you know, came forward to me and 
she, she gave me a lot of freedom with what I wanted to do, and this is kind of the idea that I had. It really stems on from um, a lot of my work I was doing at university. I was kind of putting a fair bit of research into this, and um, yeah, so it's, it's really exciting to kind of see it realized on a bit bit of a larger scale. Uh, and this exhibition will go up until will run until uh, June 19. It's quite a yep. yeah, quite a long period. And yeah. there will be some other events, it's not just about the artwork that will be on display. There will be also some talks and um, workshops. Uh, tell us more about uh, what will be happening while your exhibition is going on. Um going to be doing a a talk and a bit of a workshop with some local high school students, which is going to be really exciting. Um, I think it's always important to connect with young people, particularly people in schools, because I don't know... I mean, when I was at school, a lot of these things I didn't I didn't learn about. I didn't have, I suppose, the privilege of, you know, learning about First Nations culture. So um, that's going to be really exciting to connect with some students. I've also got a talk with Ramesh Nifiendran, who's Know, extremely renowned ceramicist. He's one of my good friends. So we're going to be having a bit of a chat, um, which I'm looking forward to greatly. And then uh, we're also doing chat with the Art Society for Manly Art Gallery. I'm going to be speaking with the curator, Catherine Roberts. So, yeah, there's a few really uh, exciting public public events going on. So yeah, if no. anyone's interested, come check them out. It's uh, really important that uh, actually young school kids come and learn about history because truth-telling is also one of the issues that uh, we struggle with in this country because of these, uh, if you didn't take this initiative, uh, people wouldn't know about uh, the true history of the area. Yeah, as I said, I, there's a lot of things that I didn't learn about in school. So, or even just having Indigenous conversations, you know, and having uh, Indigenous people come in and talk or just the opportunity to hear those stories is something that's, that's I think it's very, very valuable, something I wish I had. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, even just you know, I, I I've got a lot to learn from um, young people as well. You know, like it, it's really interesting to hear these students' perspectives about where they grew up and where they live. And you know, like I, I yeah, I think it's going to be a, a really exciting chat, and uh, hopefully, hopefully get a lot of crew there. Now, Billy Bain, before I let you go, just a final word for our listeners. This to me, this means a lot. It's been, yeah, it has been a bit of a lifelong journey trying to discover how I fit into this area that I grew up. It's a beautiful place. I love living here. And this exhibition, you know, it it's, means a lot to me. It's, been, it's really aided me, actually, on, you know, this sort of journey of self-discovery, I suppose. So, yeah, it's something that I, I, I'm really looking forward to sharing with everyone. Um, thanks, thanks, NITV Radio, for having me. And Bertrand, thank you for the interview. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.